You knew the job was dangerous when you took it, Fred. I have a question. Shh, be respectful the, uh, of me. You can act like a man. He's colossal, stupendous. One might even go so far as to say he's mediocre. I guess I should salute you as a worthy adversary and all that, but the truth is, I really did hate your guts. This is a single storm podcast. So by now you've all heard about the third indictment of President Donald J. Trump. The case itself is is fascinating, not because it has any merit, but because it demonstrates the level to which the Democrats will go to make sure that the America First agenda never gets back in place in the Oval Office ever again. It shows you the level to which they will stoop. What they are saying is, is that President Trump knowingly, knowingly, went out there and fed disinformation to the to the uh, public, knowing that all of his accusations about the election being stolen were fabricated. And because he did this, because he went out there and said the, the elections were illegitimate, he is somehow guilty of a crime. Now, first off, he's president. He gets to he gets to say these things as president or any political candidate could say this. That's that's number one. It's protected speech. If you think the the election is rigged, then you have every right to say it. But they want to change the rules saying, well, Trump doesn't have those rights. Only one teensy weensy little problem. Actually, it's a significant problem. There have been folks that have compiled lists that are 10 minutes long, that are 24 minutes long of Democrats doing the same exact thing. Listen, Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. Constantly shifting vote tallies in Ohio and malfunctioning electronic machines, which may not have paper receipts, have led to additional loss of confidence by the public. There has been a dramatic discrepancy in the way absentee ballots are both allocated and counted across the 159 counties. And so, yes, there was a deliberate and intentional disinvestment and, I think, destruction of the administration of elections in the state of Georgia. Without voter suppression, Stacey Abrams would be the governor of Georgia. Andrew Gillum is the governor of Florida. A Democratic Judiciary Committee staff report clearly establishes that the state of Ohio has not met its obligation to conduct a fair election. I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. Yeah, that guy right there, Jamie Raskin, he's been on record saying anybody who denies elections uh, shouldn't be able to run in ele- for elected office ever again. And there he is challenging elections. I mean, this is this is craziness, absolute nuttiness. So what the Democrats were doing there, even though they were bat guano crazy, it's protected speech. Nobody thought of prosecuting them for for saying those things. But now since it's Trump saying those things and there's actually some evidence out there that, by the way, it, it is a fact that there was fraud in this last election. Now, whether whether it was enough to 
to sway the election, we don't know because an extensive, thorough audit has not been conducted. And here's something else we know. We know that four states violated their election laws. And there has not been, there has been actually one ruling up in Michigan that said that the Secretary of State up there did violate her state's election laws. But nothing's going to be done about it. So about the case, Christina Bob, who is an attorney, jumped on my uh, buddy Grant Stinchfield's uh, program and had this to say about this, this lawsuit and how convenient it is for those who want to have another look at the 2020 election. And Grant Stinchfield had some pretty good points here, too. Listen to this. Christina, last night on this program, I called this the greatest indictment to ever come down against President Trump. And, and I call mm-hmm. it that for this reason. This is basically a disinformation indictment. I mean, it's all, all, you know, President Trump said this, did that. It's a First Amendment speech. Mm-hmm. But Jack Smith raises voting irregularities in Michigan. He talks about what happened in Nevada. He raises the issues in Georgia that to me have never still been proven false, any of these allegations. He talks about Detroit, Michigan. You can now go on the offensive. You can make a witness list and subpoena every single executive, every single secretary of state, every single election worker, every single person that signed an affidavit. You can now start hauling all these people into court. You can now try to prove the case that the election actually was stolen. Thank you, Jack Smith. Yeah, he finally gave us the venue that no other federal court was willing to give us and gave us national subpoena power. So thank you. Um, But also, just to add to your point, not only does he raise all of these different issues with the state, but he doesn't even limit it to President Trump's time in office between November 3rd and January 6th. He raises issues about the Arizona audit and the Michigan investigation from the Michigan Senate, which all came later in 2021 and beyond. Yeah, beyond. So it it could have... Jack Smith, if Trump's attorneys play this right, Jack Smith could have opened up a Pandora's box that would allow us to examine through now the lens of two and a half years of a very unpopular occupier of the Oval Office. And now more and more Americans are willing to listen because a lot of them want the pain that Beijing, Biden, and his regime is dishing out. They want the pain to stop. They want the anti-Americanism to stop. So now Americans might go, hmm, let's see what they have to say about what these states did in their so-called elections. We got more on this, the indictment and the legal woes of Beijing, Biden, coming up on the Salcedo Storm podcast. And now a word from our sponsor. Does the state of the economy have your head spinning? Let American Medical Plans relieve one burden, health insurance. American Medical Plans specializes in under 65 health insurance plans that have zero co-pays and no deductibles. You choose your doctors, you choose your hospitals. These plans have nothing to do with your income and are 30 to 60% less than Obamacare. If you're paying too much for your own health insurance, call American Medical Plans. You deserve better. They will customize a plan managed and chosen by you not the government. A liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight. Tune in to The Chris Salcedo Show 
every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. Everybody's got an agenda, right? And in America, for the time being, that's okay. But I think folks would be stupid to fund an agenda that doesn't align with their own. Patriot Mobile can help you with that. When you make the switch to Patriot Mobile, you're going to get an industry-leading coverage guarantee. You're going to get all kinds of discounts for our first responder heroes and our veterans. But you're also going to be supporting a company that supports your values and donates to your values. And there's an added bonus. You'll also be supporting me, your liberty-loving Latino. Every single person who goes to patriotmobile.com storm and makes the switch, you support the Salcedo Storm podcast, keeping my voice independent. Hey, I worked for a company that changed the rules in the middle of the game. I couldn't talk about the issues important to you. It was then I realized my voice needed to be independent. I think Tucker Carlson's discovering that too. Head to patriotmobile.com storm. Make the switch today. Use my promo code storm. Get free activation and stop funding the woke crowd. Call 972-PATRIOT or go to patriotmobile.com slash storm. Why get your news from people who don't share your values? Get news stories from Texas Scorecard. We provide real news for real Texans. Go to texasscorecard.com today. Congresswoman Beth Van Dyne, representing the 24th Congressional District here in the great state of Texas. Beth served in the Trump administration and the former mayor of Irving, Texas. Congresswoman, welcome back. Good morning. How are you? Doing very well. Nice to have you back. I uh, wanted to get your take on Devin Archer's testimony behind closed doors, which I asked our our friend Pat Fallon yesterday, you know, why why behind closed doors? He reminded me that it's, you know, whether he's under oath or not, it's still against the law to lie to Congress. But I would have loved to have seen this all out in the open so we wouldn't have to rely on people's interpretations. Like Dan Goldman, here's one of the impeachment stooges who says that, well, all we learned is that uh, is that Devin Archer and other uh, of Hunter Biden's business associates were talking with Joe Biden about the weather, Congresswoman. What, what, what do you think? What do you think about that? Yeah, I know. I saw that, too. And I would have loved to have been able to see the testimony firsthand. And, and hopefully you're going to see some of the transcripts come out uh, publicly sooner rather than later. But look, look, we, we know right now that Joe lied about not talking to Hunter's business partners, and they continue to spin and try to change what was originally said. We, we know that he withheld U.S. aid to Ukraine, right, until a prosecutor that was investigating Hunter's company, Burisma, was fired. We know that because he publicly bragged about it in a public setting. Um, we know that Joe met with... Well, Russia wait a minute. Before you go on, Congresswoman, I've got yeah. that. I've got that on tape. Do you, do you, do you want to hear? Yeah. That, 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 yeah. I, please, I can't play please. this enough because, frankly, Trump was impeached for doing what Joe Biden admitted he was doing. Let me just play this for the folks, just in case you left-wingers out there want to accuse the Congresswoman of making something up. Here is Joe Biden in his own words. Listen. They were walking out to the press conference. I said, no, nah. I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. There you go. So, yeah, so continue. He's been lying to us well, this entire yeah. time. And everybody thinks that's so funny. But don't say that, uh, that, that Trump got impeached for the same thing, because while Biden said that, what was also going on, Trump wanted to be investigated. What, what Biden did was his son was getting paid millions of dollars mm-hmm. from the company that 
that um, the, the prosecutor was prosecuting. Yep. So, I mean, there was an exchange of millions of dollars to the Bidens. So Trump is not accused of that at all. He got impeached on just wanting to have it investigated. But, you know, we also know that the Biden, you know, the Biden family, was it's accused right now of potentially $50 million under 20 shell companies. And uh, uh, 10, 10 different um, Biden family members have gotten money. And, and here's the problem. And you and, I, you, you and I have had this conversation for years now. You know Biden's mental capacities are not there. <laughs> so everybody keeps asking, you know, who is running the country? Right. And, you know, let's face it. Follow the money. Follow the money. Who is paying millions and millions of dollars to the Biden? Yeah. I mean, who? It's these shell these shell companies. China, that, you know, how many exactly? Russia, exactly. Um, yeah, I now I get. And when you start thinking about our policies, our energy policies, who are they benefiting? I mean, where are we buying the solar panels from for all these EV vehicles that we're talking about coming down? Where are all of those of, of those um, 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 equipment coming from? It's all from China. Yep. We are we are killing our U.S. companies. We are, we are, you know, making them have a, an arm behind their back through EPA policies, our energy policies, everything else. I mean, we look at, um, you know, he, that, that the Biden was selling the strategic petroleum reserves assets to China. He laughed off the spy balloon as if it was no big deal. He hasn't held China accountable for COVID, hasn't even tried to investigate it. And there's so many other issues. And you just start thinking to yourself, why? And I would again say, follow the money. Right. And you know what? Not that I, that I don't want to make everything about President Trump, that the Democrats do enough of that already. Uh, yeah. I think I, I think I saw a stat. Morning Joe, amidst all the corruption that's going on with the current person sitting in the Oval Office, Morning Joe mentioned Trump 70 times and never mentioned Biden once because there's nothing good to say about Joe Biden. But I want to talk about this this idea of it's a shiny object well well, it's a shiny object it's a distraction yeah exactly the shiny object is the distraction but you know by this time the democrats had already impeached president trump in his in his presidency and was working on the the second fake impeachment uh that you and i were alluding to and as a matter of fact nancy pelosi was was on cnn saying the quiet part out loud that the minute that that trump said that it might be a good idea to investigate the malfeasance of Democrats being on the take, selling out our country to foreign nationals. Nancy Pelosi, and here's the soundbite, Nancy Pelosi says that's when we decided to impeach Trump, to protect the Democrat brand. Listen to Nancy Pelosi on CNN. I was very careful about bringing any impeachment forward. Uh, But when the president made that phone call in terms of Ukraine, there was no choice. We had no choice. He must be impeached. There it is. We, he, <laughs> he must be impeached. So I guess there's this debate now between Republicans. You know, you've got the the pro-Democrat Republicans like Cornyn and and uh, Mitt Romney uh, versus the conservatives who say, look, we've got to provide some sort of disincentive to these to these Democrats or they're going to continue to run roughshod over us and our voters from now until the cows come home. Where, what's your take on impeaching Biden for what he's what he's done, for what he's earned? I think, you know, Devin Archer's testimony yesterday, I think we don't just have a smoking gun. I think we've got a smoking cannon. <laughs> you know, it's, it, and I think it's definitely time to open an impeachment inquiry. It's not saying that he's been found guilty of everything he's been accused of. What, what it's saying is on the promise facia evidence that, that has been presented 
an impeachment is like a grand jury. There's enough information to be able to investigate, to be able to do further discovery, to be able to prove that he did what he's been accused of. And again, you know, all the things that I had just listed, we know of. And it feels as if um, with with the Trump administration, they were pushing for impeachment. They were looking for smoke. We have found smoke. But what we have found was there's the possibility of our, our federal law enforcement has been compromised. Oh. I would argue that it's already pr- proven that Biden has been compromised. But, you know, it's, it's the M.O. of, 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 the, of, of Chinese, of, of, of the Chinese um, 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 oligarchy to be able to pay off federal officials, sure. government officials. Yeah. So, you know, I would, I would say that, that, you know, there's, there's questions whether or not it's not just the crimes that have been, he's been accused of, but it's also the compromising position that he finds himself in that is putting our, our economy, our national security at risk. Yeah, and what it's was not that? just Biden. I would argue it's also the number of the bureaucrats and the federal officials underneath him. What did that dude at BlackRock say, that this higher up at, at BlackRock that was caught by Project Veritas saying, I could buy a senator for $10,000? Yeah. Yeah, I well, mean, I mean look, you've got the FBI, you've got the DOJ, you've got the IRS, and we are having to force them to do their job by uncovering all of all of, of the, the, the abuse that we have seen over the last several years, just dealing with the Biden. Yep. And it's this transparency. It's having to have these these public hearings. It's having to have you know transcripts released to the public that they can read. And the the, the most horrifying thing is all of this information is out there right now, and you don't see the media except for a small handful of you actually talking about it. And this is compromising all. Of, 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 you know, again, our economy, our, our, our foreign relations, our national security. And you're hearing crickets I know. from I know. the mass media. Congresswoman Beth Van Dyne is our guest right now, the 24th district, 24th district here in the great state of Texas. And Congresswoman, you took me right where I wanted to go about the what some are calling permanent Washington, what others like the, the late great Rush Limbaugh called the deep state. This is a compromised DOJ, a compromised FBI intentionally dragging their feet and intentionally covering up revelations of these FD 1023s. We, it's my understanding we have at least three of these FD 1023s that outline Biden's criminal bribery. And according to reporting out of the Federalist, that sources inside the Bureau have said that a lot of these elements in the, in the current most, the one that's getting the most attention, which is the one about Burisma, the $10 million to the Biden's, uh, for the firing of Victor Shokin, that many elements of that FD 1023 have been corroborated before the 2020 election by that same compromised FBI, and they covered it up. That is a huge problem. Why am I, why are you as a taxpayer, being forced to fund an organization that is now no longer an American organization, it's a Democrat organization? Why? Well, I mean, I, that's a great question. I, I can't answer it. But I'll tell you, it's, it's not just, again, a covering up of, of an investigation. It's what they were doing under the previous administration before Trump ever even got there. They were talking about illegal wiretapping. You were talking about the FISA court warrant. You were talking about fake dossiers that were being paid for by the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And all of those things, the FBI, again, was searching for smoke. And... We never saw any of that. When, with, with Biden, when we found out, um, the, when we had our uh, a meeting a couple, a couple of weeks ago in Ways and Means, when we were reading the IRS transcripts, 
it's obvious that they were pushing evidence aside, that they weren't investigating, that they were not pushing forward um, with questioning of certain witnesses because it would have been embarrassing to um, Vice President Biden. And unfortunately, what's happened is those investigations not only went cold, but because they didn't pursue them, the statute of limitations, both criminally and yes. civilly, have expired. Yes, yes. So the most egregious of those, as you mentioned with Burisma, happened, and now they're outside of the statutory period that we can do anything about it. Hunter, Hunter Biden's laptop from hell the same press that said that that was Russian disinformation, which was a lie, mm-hmm. is the same press saying today there's no evidence against Joe Biden. There's no evidence for a an impeachment, which, as you and I both know, Congresswoman, is a political maneuver. The Democrats proved that in the last uh, administration, not a not a legal one. Let, before I, I have one and more, nobody's arguing, by the way, nobody's yeah. arguing that that's not his laptop. Nobody's arguing that those pictures know. were not taken. I nobody's know. arguing that those direct messages. Mm-hmm. Where he's saying, hey, my dad's sitting next to me. You better cough up, you know, money. Nobody's arguing knows what they're saying is, oh, it's unfair. What happened to the laptop? <laughs> That's his laptop. We know it. We can see the pictures with our own eyes. I know. I Nobody's know. arguing that. But again, it's the shiny object. It's the distraction. Don't look at the information that we have because it's damning. I've got one more issue because I got I to get to some of the economic concerns that I know that you're very focused on because you're focused on your constituents. Unlike some other Republicans I know, um, the, the Capitol Hill police have said they're going to open up satellite offices in the various states, including including Texas. Now, I want to know, is this a precursor to a federalized police force? And is it and on, under what authority is the U.S. Capitol Police extending its tentacles into the states? I'd like to know that. Do you know? Well, I actually looked at, looked this up because I had just found out about this the other the other day. But the actually the, the U.S. Capitol Police has authority to enforce the laws of the United States in, in any area of the United States, and has the power to effect warrantless arrests for any offense against the United States committed in their presence or any felony cognizable under the laws of the, of the United States. Um, it is also considered um, kind of a sister agency informally of the United States Secret Service. So where the Secret Service's responsibility is for the protection of the president, um, Capitol Police is responsible for the protection of House members and senators. So uh, do they have authority? Yes, because they're federal law enforcement. Does that mean that we need to extend it into all the states with offices? I don't know enough information. I can tell you the people that I have worked with and interacted with um, on on the Capitol Police uh, force have been completely professional. Um, they come down when we have some of our codels. They are on there to protect us. When we have events in the district where we have gotten threats, um, they are there. Um, but whether or not this is going to become a, a, an extension of a federal police force in our state, I have not heard that. Um, and again, I think more questions need to be asked. And, well, and, and quite honestly, I'm going to be I'm going to be brutally pragmatic. I'm wondering what the budget is on that. <laughs> well, then there's that. Yeah, who the heck? I mean, I mean Texas. I mean, municipal police department. I work with every police department, and I would tell you right now, I I trust my body, soul, you know, and yeah. family to them. So, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Texas is already paying for border security with the federal government's not uh-huh. doing. I mean, we can't really shoulder any more of the the federal government's job that we're being asked to do. Yeah. Um, look. I want to focus on the economy. Before I get to gas prices, I want to talk about this job fair because you, this is something that you've done 
over the over your time in Congress, you've never lost sight that you're out there serving the constituents. And because our government is on purpose trying to drive unemployment higher to stop government's inflation, left wing massive in, in, in spending and in, 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 that's caused inflation, you're focusing on job fairs to hook people up with with who are finding themselves out of work all of a sudden. Where is this happening and how is that going? Well, it's going great. It's going great. We did this two years ago because we have been around the district. We have talked to small business owners. We have talked to you know various groups, and every one of them told us the same thing, that they were having a hard time finding people. And now, on top of it, two years later, when you look at what's happened with inflation, when you look at what's happened with some of the capital, um, access to capital that has dried up, I mean, these companies are in really um, on dire, dire position. But so are people who are looking for jobs. So two years ago when we did this, we only had a few weeks to be able to plan it. We had 250 businesses that came out, and we had between four and 5,000 people who came out and looked for a job. Now, we've had a few more weeks to plan. We've had one of them under our belt, but it's doing something pragmatic, again, in the district. I don't have to ask Mother May I of anybody from D.C., but we're doing this on August 7th over at the Irving Convention Center from 11 to 3, and get this. We have over 340 businesses now that wow. are participating. We've got DFW Airport, American Airlines, AT&T, um, Dell Textron, and even the Texas Rangers. We've got police departments, U.S. Border Patrol. By the way, they've got 2,000 available spots. So if anybody's interested in helping on the border they, and they're looking for a job, we'd love to have them. The Marshal Service. Um, we've got health care providers, hospitals, banks, financial services, energy providers, and so many others. Um, but again, we've got over 340 businesses signed up today, um, and we would love people to come. It's going to be August 7th at the Irving Convention Center, starting at 11. And if they want more information or to RCP, uh, urge them to go to my NTX, that's North Texas, myntxjobs.com for more information into RCP. Myntxjobs.com. Okay. So, folks, those of you who. And by the way, there's over 11,000 job offerings. Wow. At this job fair right now, 11,000. Well, this is this is for those folks who live in North Texas, who listen to the Chris Salcedo show, those who might be in the Houston area, who might be thinking about relocating to North Texas and those outside of the state of Texas. Maybe you folks in the People's Republic of California and Illinois or New York who want to come to the state of prosperity and economic freedom. Uh, there, There's a possibility for you to find some work at this job fair. Last thing. $3.75 a gallon. That's where we sit with gas prices. Uh, they have skyrocketed over 20 cents in the last, in under a month. This is the fastest pace since last year of increased gas prices. And we know what happened that Beijing Biden was responsible for uh, the highest price for gasoline ever recorded in United States history because of his anti energy policies and because of the reduction in production from the OPEC nations. This is going to hurt the American people the most, the people that are out of work the most. What do we do? Well, you keep pushing back. I mean, what we did in the House is we passed, you know, H.R. 1, which is our energy bill to unleash American energy production. Um, we cannot continue to have these regulatory authorities, these agencies, demonize our American businesses. And it affects not just the energy you know, industry directly. But think about every one of us who, I don't know, eats, wears clothes, <laughs> yeah. buys anything, are dependent right? on the energy industry for, you know, to move products. 
um, it, it affects our inflation to such a degree. Yeah, I, I have heard uh, criticism that, well, you know, the rest of the world is in the same place and we, we may be better off. The fact is, is that we have such an amazingly large economy and we are such consumers of worldly goods that when our economy gets hit, obviously we're affecting the rest of the world. So what can we do as, as House members finally in the majority this session? We passed the bill. We are waiting on the Senate to act on it. So, well, you know, what can you do? You know, help get people elected that are actually going to fight for your best interests and they're going to recognize that American companies are good for the, are good for, for, for opportunities, especially for working families, and get them back into a position where they're able to succeed and be able to um, offer people those success options to be able to grow and be independent. Sure, and also recognize, folks, this isn't some plague born on the wind. It isn't the, the greedy oil company's fault. This is exactly the fault of governments, the OPEC nations reducing production and Joe Biden and the Democrat Party making sure we're vulnerable to those reductions in production by not by killing American energy projects. And if you're paying more at the pump, you can thank just like Hillary Clinton wanted to thank a Republican for the hot weather, which they had nothing to do with. (laughs) You can actually credibly thank every Democrat, you know, for paying three seventy five or greater in certain parts of the country for gasoline. Congresswoman Beth Van Dyne, 24th District in the great state of Texas. Always appreciate the visit. Thank you very much, Chris. It's great, great to hear it's part of you and the visit, and I look forward to doing it again soon. That's it for this Salcedo Storm podcast. Do me and yourself a favor. A couple of websites you should make part of your regular visitation process online. When you're surfing online, head on over to texasscorecard.com, texasscorecard.com. Even if you're outside the great state of Texas, Chances are, if we're battling it here, you're battling it where you are. Or maybe if you're like in California, you've lost the battle already. Also, check out chrissalcedo.com. That's where you find all of our social media hookups and the Chris Salcedo shows on KSEV and on Newsmax TV. Until we visit again, my friends, remember this. A society's worth isn't measured by how much power is stolen by government. It is rather measured by how much power is reserved for you and me. We, the people. Stay safe out there, my friends.